thanks for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. This is David Perkins, and we're so glad that you're listening. Hey, if you're a part of our family meeting online or in person, we want to encourage you to get connected at Radiant Church KC across all social media platforms. God is doing something incredible in Kansas City, and we love connecting with you, whether it's through our app or even through all the content available on our YouTube page. Hey, our prayer is that God uses this message to change your life and that you could become a dynamic disciple of Jesus. Thanks for listening. Enjoy this message. Hey, good morning, everybody. It's great to see you. Hey, uh, I just want to take a moment and pray together. As you know, uh, this has been a really difficult week for our city. And uh, I believe that it's in moments like this when our city is hurting, um, when there is uh, so much heartache that in the darkness and the pain that we get to be a light, the light of Jesus to our, to our world. And so, um, first of all, I just want to thank you for all that you're doing in terms of prayer and serving and giving. Uh, we're jumping in with a, a lot of local churches that are uh, going to all give, and then no, no local church will be on it, but there's a campaign called We Love Kansas City, which will be local churches partnering together to help pay for uh, some of the funeral costs, as well as medical costs, as well as counseling. And so, um, I just am so uh, grateful to you for being the church, and I just want to take a moment. Um, we had this kind of moment moment on Wednesday night where we prayed for Kansas City uh, in our prayer meeting, but, and, then, and then we did it again uh, digitally. But I just, it's such a burden to me. I just want to do it all together today. Would you mind just bowing your heads with me and let's take a moment. Let's just pray for our city. Father, in Jesus' name, we, um, we need God in Kansas City. And uh, we ask, Lord Jesus, that you would comfort the brokenhearted. Father, we lift up these families that uh, have either had uh, people that have lost their lives or the people that are wounded, the families. God, and all that goes into that, people that are in physical pain, emotional pain. God, people that are asking questions and hurting. And Jesus, we ask, Lord, that you would come close, that you would touch, that you would heal, that you would... um, Lord, we ask that you would work in such a way that one day we would say, in the midst of such tragedy, God used ashes, what felt like a pile, a heap of ashes, and God brought something good out of what's so broken and hard. We pray, Lord Jesus, we just mourn with those who mourn. We grieve today. We sit in it. We sit in this loss and this pain and this shooting. And God, we just ask, Lord Jesus, that you would help us. We ask, Lord Jesus, that you would be close to these families. God, I pray for every idea. Um, Sometimes the Holy Spirit speaks in thoughts and you'll put ideas in our minds and I pray that we would have the courage and the strength to say yes to the ideas that you put in our minds. Lord, that we, when we see any kind of way that we can demonstrate Christ to our city, I pray that we as a church would be um, obedient. We love you today. Thank you for what you're gonna do. We honor you in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Hey, uh, it's great to see all of you today. Uh, I want to just give you one more announcement, and that is that next week um, we are going to have our, uh, our final portable, and we're turning it into a party. And if you've ever done portable in the seven and a half years, you're invited. Uh, we, actually, if you've never done portable, hey, actually, that's a great idea. If you've never done portable in your life, you could do it next week and then be like, hey, during those early years, I was a part of the portable team. And so... <laughs> um, but we're going to have barbecue and uh, we're going to just, we're going to throw a party next week. So if it's freezing cold, it'll be even better because we're going to take a big picture. If it's snow and ice, it'll be great. But anyway, if you want to join us, our aim and our goal is that next week, the last portable church out that we have will be the fastest that we've ever had. Take a picture, eat some barbecue and say, say la vie, baby, uh, because God's uh, given us a new place. So anyway, you can join us. Gloria de Dios. <laughs> 
God is so good, so good. Ah, uh, yeah. All right. Um, that's like what we feel right now. We're like, God, thank you for this space. God, thank you for leaving this space. I mean, it's just, it's, it's all good. So, hey, if you have your Bibles, let's go to Luke chapter 24 um, today. Uh, here's where we're going. The vision of this series is to um, just kind of cast, uh, have conversation, cast vision for who we're going to be in the space that God has provided. So God provides the miracle building. And, and if you will, I know this is not, this breaks down in a few ways, but there was a season where we were uh, in prayer meetings and we were dreaming about a day that we would be able to start on a Sunday and have church in a school. So in our little church history, there was a day where it was a little bit like church training, right? Like, hey, this is, this is the church that God's called us to be. And so before we ever had a first day uh, at uh, Overland Trail Middle School, and this is a little bit like that. This is like new building training for me. This is us saying, okay, here we are. And God's called us to be something in the city. He's called us to be radiant, to shine bright. I like the phrase radiant disciples. And so I'm taking these different rooms that we have and kind of talking about who to be in the building, who to be in the space. So we, uh, we talked about the prayer chapel the first week and it was a place to pray. And then we talked last week about the lobby and we're painting and turning that blue and red lobby into black and white and looking uber hipster cool, right? Um, it takes a lot of paint, buckets and buckets and buckets of paint. But anyway, uh, and, and who God's called us to be in that lobby. Today, I wanna go, um, I wanna go after the, the auditorium. And so you could go worship, you could, do, you could do lots of things in that space, but I wanna talk about the word of God. And right now, we're not gonna renovate uh, that space. We are gonna meet on a gym floor. It started as a hockey rink, right? And now it is basketball courts. And you can guarantee that this preacher will make Psalm 100 jokes for, the, for years to come. I will enter his courts. <laughs> Praise. Oh, that joke is coming every Sunday. I can feel it, huh. right? <laughs> but I, I want us to engage with the idea of you and I having a church where on a Sunday, we're engaging with the word of God that the Bible becomes something that we love, that we build on his word, that we treasure the word of God. So to begin that, I wanna invite you to stand with me in the honor of uh, God's word. Let's stand together. I'm gonna read out of Luke 24. And this series is called No Place Like Home. It's got that Kansas vibes, right? So No Place Like Home. And today I wanna go after this idea of a place to grow a place to grow in the word of God, that the word of God would be like seeds that go deep inside of us and that it would grow. All right, here we go. Luke 24, here's the idea. And, I, and this, is, this is the resurrected Jesus and he's placing value on the scriptures as he walks these disciples through the Old Testament. And so Jesus reveals Jesus, or you could say the, the, the living word, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory. The living word reveals the written word. So the word's revealing the word. So so here's Jesus, and I want, I want to invite us to see how Jesus treasures the word. Here's the vision for today, that you and I would treasure the word of God like what we see in Jesus. Just read the text, David. Stop preaching. Just, just read it. Okay. <laughs> Luke 24, 44 says this. He said to them, this is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets and the Psalms. Here's the phrase. Then he opened their minds. Isn't that great? Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He's told them, this is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. 
and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning in Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I'm going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. All right, let's just read Peter one phrase. I just want you to see this phrase because this is my dream for today. Verse 18, but grow, but grow, but grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus. I want you to see today the way that Jesus treasured the word of God. I want us to grow in the knowledge of Jesus, how we see Jesus treasuring the word so that you and I treasure his word. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for every heart. We pray, Lord, that we would truly be disciples of Christ in the 21st century, in Kansas City, radiant, proclaiming the good news of Christ with our lives and our words, with our dollars, with our evenings, with what we stream, with how we live. God, we do not want to play church and live a fake uh, subculture Christian life. We deeply desire with all that we have to figure out what it looks like to be disciples right here and right now and to live it. So I pray for my friends. I pray, Lord God, that the word of God would grow in us. We pray that we would love it, treasure it, think upon it, meditate on it, study it, pray it, defend it, quote it. Let the word of God be on our lips, in our minds, and in our hearts. We honor you in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. amen. You can be seated. So at the prayer meeting on Wednesday night, uh, we normally pray for one hour, uh, but we did a field trip. We took the last 15 minutes and we went down the stairs into that space that you just saw that will be our future auditorium. And we just prayer walked. We just began to just pray, okay, March 3rd, we're going to begin doing services here. And so we just started to just kind of basically pray the vision of their church, pray that people would be rescued, that they would be rescued by Jesus, that they would be transformed, transformed into his image, look like him, be like Jesus. We started to pray, okay, we, we want to be empowered, filled with the power of God in order to, our phrase, be radiant, in order to shine, whether we serve, make disciples, the way that we give, the way that we love, the way that we take care of the hurting, the poor, the broken, but we want our lives to actually be different because of what Jesus has done in our lives. So we're praying that. And then when you walk out of that uh, space, uh, what our lobby will be right in there, it says, it will say, leading people to become radiant disciples of Jesus. Right now, it's just a blank white wall, but I got a dream, baby. One day it's going to say that. All right. So there it is. But that word become is what I want to I focus on. Leading people to become. So there's a process. And I think it's easy for you and I because basically of the, the, the way that we have heard about Christ, to hear about Jesus, make a confession of faith, and plateau, like live on cruise control. And where I want to aim today is that we would see how Jesus loved, treasured, defended, quoted, used the word of God, and that you would treasure the word of God, that you would see Jesus as your example. And when he says, go be my disciples, that the person that you're taking your cue from is Jesus. And then you have, I want to love the word. I want to live the word. I want to study the word. I want to meditate on his word. I want to know it. I want to treasure it like what we see Jesus treasuring. I think we live in a day where there is a whole lot of Bible access. We live in a day where um, you can go to just the Bible app. And I was thinking about what if, what if William Tyndale, who 
in the, fifth, in the 1500s was martyred in order to give the word of God in English. And so he was strangled and burned at the stake for translating the Bible into English. So he had given his life for that cause. And imagine if he could see the Bible app. Like imagine the access that you and I have to the word of God. So we've got, if you look at just the Bible app, you've got it in for free. Uh, you've got it in multiple translations. You've got Logos Bible software. You've got perpetual YouTube videos of every preacher on the planet. You can podcast. There's so much Bible access. And my question to you is, in the midst of our Bible access, has it upticked your Bible engagement? Or is it possible that we live in a generation with more access to the Bible and less engagement? Is it possible that the digital abundance of so many other things so competes with the word of God in your life that if you were to talk about how you engage with the Bible on a Sunday, it's actually low. And if you were to look at even the Monday through a Saturday, it's actually low. My life-giving, enjoyable, nice, I'm your friend, is to help you today see Jesus loving the word and take a step. Not that today there will be total transformation in a moment, but that you would take a step in your aim to treasure the word of God on a Sunday to where it's possible that you actually make this decision. I will be on no other app other than the Bible and taking notes. I shall not pretend. I used to, uh, when I was in youth ministry, I would, I, would, I would always say, everybody, I want you to make this commitment. And I would make them raise their hand and say, David, I promise you, I will not go make out between sessions. I will not go, I will not leave. I will not leave the parking lot. I will, because with teenagers, you have to do this. I will not run away to the gas stations. Like you're going to reach a youth conference. I will stay here. All right. That's kind of how I feel right now. I, I want to help us to just engage with on a Sunday, there's a reverent desire, a treasuring of the word of God to where I'm going to engage with the scriptures. And I got a vision to hear the word, to value it and to apply it in my life. And so you have not legalism because you're because your preachers old school legalistic, but you have internal restraint. You have made a decision inside of you. I am going to engage with the word of God on a Sunday when you're here, and I got a dream that you would engage with it through the week, that actually the abundance in the technology age would be your friend. Instead of being a problem, you would actually be one of those people salivating saying, oh, did you know that I can study this and then I can take this? And I, you know, I've never been to seminary, but I can do this. I can look at the Greek and the Hebrew and oh, I can, or maybe you would be somebody that just goes, I do the one-year Bible anywhere in the middle but that you would have, here's my dream, Bible engagement on a Sunday and Bible engagement every day, that the word of God would be treasured in your heart. And so uh, I just want you to see on a Sunday, okay, David, in an individualistic society, why should I come and gather when I can watch YouTube videos? Here's the answer. I just want you to see what Jesus did. It actually says in Luke 4 that it was Jesus' custom to gather. Let's just read this. Are you with me? Luke 4. Jesus returned in Galilee 
to Galilee in the power of the, of the Spirit. And news about him spread throughout the whole countryside. He was teaching in, the, in their synagogues and everyone praised him. He went to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue as was his custom. He stood up to read and the, scroll, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He's sent me to proclaim freedom to the, to the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the, the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. Jesus, not, not having a book like this, but having a scroll. And he gives this reading of the scripture. This is his custom. This is what he does. And we want to be like Jesus. I want to invite you to take the ways of Jesus and look at, in my aim to be a disciple of Jesus, I want to look at the way of Jesus and Jesus gathered. I want to gather. I want the public reading of the word of God. I want to hear it. I want to apply it. And my dream for you, I know this sounds strong, but I want to invite you when you're here to be asking the Holy Spirit, God, what do you have for me today? It's not about, there'll be, there will be different preachers up here for years to come. doesn't matter the preacher. Could be in the middle of, uh, you, you could, maybe it's, a, it's scripture that comes alive, you know, in worship. But you're, but you're engaged with the scriptures. You're engaged with God. Let the word of God come inside of me. And so I want to invite you to actually have a vision. Two, while you're here, engage with the word. Engage with taking notes. And I'm, I, 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 what I'm seeing, I believe that on those courts in that building for years to come, there will be thousands of people, thousands of people that come to know Jesus. There's going to be God at work for, for, for decades to come. And you're here. You're part of the core. You're part of the people. Here's the culture I'd like you to create. You ready? For, I want to invite, you're opening the word of God and either a paper Bible or I'm cool. You bring an iPad or a phone, but keep it the word of God and keep it notes. Let's, if possible, if possible, I'd like to invite you to not stream movies. I'd like to invite you to not do fantasy football. Oh, this is a strict church. No, no, no. You, you, you don't have to. I just want to offer you the invitation because what would happen in your own life if for just these moments, I mean, these 65 minutes that we have together, if you're engaged, you're locked in with the word of God. I believe that we live in a culture that is so digitally distracted that though we have so much Bible possibility, we have very shallow knowledge of the word of God. I think that you can just look at uh, people that, that would treasure the scriptures and they didn't even have a whole Bible and they would, I mean, I have friends that would literally just take, it's like honey on my lips and, and some of my, my, my friends that are 20 years older than me They'll, they'll have tears and, they, and, and they'll actually kiss the word of God when they're done that day. My generation thinks that's weird and crazy because we're so distracted. We, it almost, but I want to invite you to treasure it in such a way that it's like honey. It's like I value it. And so in these moments that we have together, that you would say, all right, I'm going to stay focused. And, and when we're in that building, that you would come in with a hungry heart that say, God, let your word go deep inside of my heart. This is what the saints do when we gather. Acts 2.42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. I want to invite us to get that peace and to be devoted. I want to get that, the word of God devoted. So when I come and I gather with the saints, Jesus, it was his custom. So all of us have some Sundays where you're like, oh man, 
I'm not there, okay? And you're sick, and so you're streaming it online. Or, but I want to invite you in general to say, just take as was Jesus' custom and ask for you in your own life, what does it look like for me to have my custom be to gather with the people of God and the public reading of the word of God? What does it look like for me? And just look at, not because a pastor, not because of American culture. I just want you to just look at, lock with Jesus and say, what does it look like? Jesus, who do you want me to be on a Sunday with the word of God? And then Jesus, what do you want me to, what, what do you want me to look like in terms of the word of God, the Bible, right? The, the, the word of God. What, what would it look? I know this is a big Bible. This is when my son uh, turned 12, I went out and I bought the biggest Bible that Mardell has. This was the largest one. I don't care about the version. I don't care about the notes. I just wanted the idea. I'm giving you a huge Bible as you turn 12, right? That's a true story. And, uh, and so I just got the biggest Bible I could find in the house. Uh, and here's, here, here, here's, here's Jesus. Jesus, Jesus I just want to show you how he treasured it. First, I want you to see Jesus quoted scripture. So in Matthew 4, famous story where Jesus is, is in the wilderness and the enemy is attacking. Jesus quotes from Deuteronomy and the, 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 the word of God is like a weapon. And so when lies come at you, if you can be like Jesus and say, it is written, it is written, it is written. And you've got it inside of you. You've got the word inside of you like Jesus did, then this empowers you. It's, Hebrews 4 says that the word of God is, is living and active. It's like a two-edged sword. So take that imagery of the sword. And if a physical sword can pierce through something, I want you to see the word of God. And this is like a spiritual sword where it goes deep. It has the ability to transform desires. Do you know the power that the word of God has when it can take... Uh, and form kingdom desires instead of cultural desires. When you, when you actually desire love, joy, peace, patience, when you desire Jesus to be exalted, when you desire for the, the, the word of God to be taken to every tongue, tribe, and nation. When, I mean, there's, there's a temptation to have one desire that is the culture saying rage back at the person who said something negative about you. But when you have the word of God inside of you, then it, it's like it pierces and it enables you to, to think, act, respond differently. And so here's Jesus and Jesus got it just like, just like a sword, just like, right? Like you come after me. I know people tease me. They're like, you always do the same three movies, Princess Bride. So I'll just stick with that one. I won't tell you the other two. Ah, I'm not left-handed, right? It's like a sword. You, I know something you don't know, right? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I'm cracking myself up up here. All right. So what, he quoted it. So I just want to invite you. What would it look like for you? David, I, I don't, why, would I need to, why would I need to quote it and memorize it when I have the Bible app on my phone? I have like the latest iOS and I really don't need to know. No, 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 you do. Because when the enemy comes like a lion, after you. You need to have the word of God in your heart, in your head to attack back. And so I want to invite you to actually think about, okay, what would the vision in my life? I know you got a lot going, David, I got to pay a hundred bills. David, I have so many kids in so many different schools that are, there's so many different Christian online schools I have to pay for. Sorry, I'm confessing my own pain, but right. You got a lot going on. I know that. And I just want to invite you push out some other things so that you can treasure God's word. Yeah. 
so that you can quote it. So when there's an, an attack, you're able to say, all right, Jesus quoted, I quote. I am a disciple of Christ. I am a disciple of Jesus. I wanna do what Jesus did. I wanna become like Jesus. So if this is the way that Jesus did it, Jesus, okay, we see Jesus. He made it his custom. Gather public reading of the word of God together. Jesus quoted the scripture. I, I see Jesus defending scripture. We live in a time where I feel like there's so many people that are, that are belittling the word of God and coming after it. And I just want you to see, this is just like fun. I'm not gonna stay here long. But since Jesus is your savior and your king, look at the way that Jesus talks about the word of God. I see Jesus defending it. Matthew 5, 17, Sermon on the Mount says, do not think that I came to abolish the law of the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter or the least stroke of a pen, or in the old school, jot and tittle, will be, uh, will be uh, in any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Right? Yeah. Jesus defends it. He's treasuring it. He's fighting for it. Renata and I went and... Uh, 2016, we went to the Museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C. As, as it was being built. And um, it was a little controversial around that time because they spent half a billion dollars, over $500 million to build it. And so there was people that were attacking that idea and I just, I thought the opposite. I thought, man, we build monuments to a whole lot of things. Come on, let's fight for the word of God. Let's, let's, let's value it. Let's treasure it. So I see Jesus treasuring and Here's a fun one. Jesus praised the scriptures. So when you've got the word of God, that Matthew 7 idea, he who hears the word. If you hear it, it goes deep in your heart. You can gathering with the saints for us on a Sunday in a church, hearing the word of God. And I, I want to quote it. I want to defend it. And then I just want us to see Jesus in the moments of difficulty, this is dialogue to his father. Jesus prays it. When Jesus is on the cross and he's been whipped, beaten, mocked, persecuted, betrayed. And he's got, he takes Psalm 22 and Jesus on the cross, he's praying scripture. Here's what happens. What I see in my culture is people don't have the word of God. And when they've been betrayed, mocked, beaten, verbally hurt, financially pressed, they don't pray scripture. They swear, they yell, they fight, and they say, well, I deserve, I, uh, and it's, hold on a minute. There's a better way. If I've got the word of God inside of me and I can identify, you can identify Old Testament narratives. You can identify some of the Psalms and you can maybe identify uh, Maybe some of the, the prophets, you can identify even some of the words of Jesus. You can maybe identify the epistles. Maybe you can identify some of the letters of Peter or John. I mean, if you can, and, and you're just able to just take it to God in prayer in the midst of the crisis, then that very crisis that causes some people to cuss causes other people to pray the scriptures. Yeah. Renata and I, we were in, uh, I guess the kids were with us. So I just always say Renata and I, that all of us were uh, at a restaurant and I saw this t-shirt that said, I'm a Christian, but I cuss. And I'm not being mean. I know I am being, a little, but I just thought, huh, that is a weird shirt. I just, like for me, it's just cognitive dissonance. Like I'm like, it, it, I know the aim is funny. Here's what I invite you to. I invite you not to buy into some of that. 
I, I want to invite you to buy in, not to I'm saved, but I'm just like the planet. I want to invite you to say, I am a disciple of Jesus. And because of what Jesus is doing inside of me, I'm a work in process, not perfect, but I'm in the process of being transformed or our phrase to become a radiant disciple of Jesus. I'm in work. I'm a work in process. I'm not saying, but I'm, I'm on the journey and I want to, in the midst of that, my crisis, I don't say I'm a Christian, but I cause I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Christian, but I'm, I'm going to pray in the midst of my pain. I'm going to take it to God. So that when you go through the crisis, instead of having that anger and that attack back towards God, people say, I was betrayed. You didn't give me what I wanted. I didn't get the money that I wanted. The, the person didn't give me the job I wanted. I didn't get the, um, the person said something bad about me. The person said something bad about me online. Now it's permanent forever. And everybody can see it globally. And I'm so mad about it. Here's what the Christ follower does. Take it to God in prayer. Got the word of God inside of you. And you can name, oh, here's the way I see Jesus responding in this situation. Actually, I can see a broken person in the Old Testament. We don't make all of them heroes, but there are some of them that, that are walked with God. And I can see in that story. And so God, I come to you. And instead of anger, you have towards God. You have affection towards God. God, I trust you as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. God, I trust you in the midst of my pain. And so I see so much benefit in my life, your life, if we will treasure the word of God. If you will treasure the word of God, it will transform your thought life. So if you'll treasure, then the way that you think. So if you're just like the culture, you'll have a bucket of thoughts when something goes bad. Let's say um, you're in a stressed out scenario. You'll have, it, you'll have a bucket of anxious thoughts. Okay. Oh man, I got to pay that bill. I got this neighbor that is super mad at me because I don't mow my yard well enough. I've got, so silly. Uh, whatever. <laughs> my car doesn't work. Whatever creates anxiety. All right. So thank you for laughing. That just helps me out. It keeps me going. All right. So I got this bucket of thoughts. And if I ignore God, then I'm, I, I'm justified. This is the, of course, this is the bucket of thoughts that I have. This is my circumstance. And if I've treasured the word of God inside of me, if I've meditated on the word of God, if the Bible is inside of me, so I've got his thoughts, then the very same circumstance takes place, but I have this bucket of thoughts. So I have, I have um, do not be anxious about anything, but in prayer and supplication, make your request known to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. Ooh, guard your heart. Huh. Na, 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 na. Going through the same circumstance and pain. But instead of anxiety, I have peace. My heart is guarded. Person attacks you, says negative things about you, is mean to you. Bucket of thoughts. I hate you. I will take you out. If I can't take you out to your face, I will take you out digitally. Right? That's how we do it now. Like, mm, I got an idea. Ain't nobody ever thought of this. I'll just make up some kind of way where I'll just, just theoretically create a, pr a principle online and I'll take venom towards somebody and use social media to take out my hate on somebody else. Okay? But if I've got the word of God inside of me, then I have a different bucket of thoughts. Oh, loving my enemy is my opportunity. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. 
Do not let any unwholesome word come out of your mouth, but only that which is helpful for building others up, that it may benefit those who listen. Does the internet benefit from what I'm about to say? Right? Are you with me? So instead of this bucket of thoughts, you've got the word of God inside of you and it rearranges how you think, what you treasure, what you say. Romans 12, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be, here's the phrase, transformed by the renewing of your mind, how you think. Another benefit is, it will, is if you'll meditate on the word of God, it will create a vehicle for abiding. It creates a vehicle, it creates a place for it. So Jesus says in John 15, seven, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. So if his words get inside of you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. So I wanna get God's words inside of me. I wanna abide and you will have the language as you go to pray and you take it back to God. I, God, oh, I, this, this word, it's, it's inside me. It gives me the language to pray. Last one is this, it will form your convictions. You and I live in a culture where many people don't know what they believe. So it's just like that Genesis three text where the enemy comes along and says, did God really say? So you and I live in a culture where many people say, I don't know what God said. So when materialism comes along, they say, I'll buy into that. Or humanism comes along and says, I'll buy into that. Or, um, Live for the pleasure of now, hedonism, just anything. Or live for you or anything. And, and so, so sin is when I end up trusting in the wrong words, the wrong voice. But when I've got the word of God inside of us, then I'm strong. Did God say, did God really say? When you know what God said, you say, here I stand. So I know what he says. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the only way to the Father. All right, here I stand. Here I stand on um, what I believe about the Holy Spirit. Here's what I believe to be true about the word of God. Here's what I believe to be true about Jesus. Here's what I believe that my behavior should be as a result of being a disciple of Jesus. And so I'm not going to bend. I have decided. This is what I believe about um, prayer. This is what I, this is what I, this is because this is what the word of God says. And so you quote it. You've got these convictions. You can stand strong there. When Jesus talks about this in Matthew 7, he talks about it like, like a man who has built his house on a rock. anyone who hears these words of mine and does what it says. It's like, you're building my life. The worship team, I will build my life upon. All right, that's not just crazy, some lyric that some 20-year-old wrote at a coffee shop hanging out somewhere. No, that's Bible. I'll build my life on the word of God. I'll build it. You've got something you can build it on. It's really hard to build your life on it if you don't know it. So get it in you. Get it in your head. Get a vision for it. I want to encourage you with something. I think that you and I live in a time where the abundance of our digital access to so many other things actually is pushed out. Knowing, meditating, studying, even, even the public reading of the word of God. Because I know, I'm not trying to be mean, but I know many of us, even to be in here and have some speaker talk for 30 minutes on the Bible it's like we'll pretend to be on the Bible app or the notes app, but really we're on the internet or really we're doing something else. And even just to hear it, even for a half hour 
and be asking God, God, how can I apply this to my life? is hard for our generation. And so our generation, though it might feel like because of the digital age, we're so blessed. It could be that it's creating a crisis in our lives because we're actually not engaging with his word. And so my invitation to you today is to treasure it. Look at the way that Jesus treasures it. Look at the way that then the disciples, even in the early church, they gather and they make it one of the core things. When the, when the people of God gather together, they devote themselves. I want to invite you to devote yourself, or I've been using the word to treasure it. And then to let the word of God, this is an old school preacher way, but we always say, preachers always say, don't just read the word of God, let the, read of God, let the word of God read you. And, and here's what that means. You'll always hear them say that. What they're saying is, I'm actually letting the, the, what God says change how I live. So you live in a culture where everything is made for your entertainment, but the word of God is not for your entertainment. The word of God is for your transformation. So I read it and it changes me. And then I go, oh, God has something to say about bitterness. Oh, God has something to say about revenge. Oh, God has something to say about spending every dollar I make on myself. Oh, God has something to say about prayer. Oh, God has something to say about serving. Oh, God, bend me around your word, oh God. Let me treasure it. I I want, it's like honey on my lips because I form my life around this, your word, and I become fundamentally different. So I want to invite you to just actually take it and go, God, change me. You have permission. Let your word, I, I, I want a soft heart that's bendable. It can be rearranged. My heart, my life can be rearranged by the word of God. Let's close with this. Uh, Renata and I, when we uh, bought our first house, um, there was a three-week gap between, um, before, our ho- before we could move into our house we, where we didn't have a place to live for three weeks. So we had uh, a family in our church that let us live in their house. Um, they had no children and they let us live there for three weeks while we were waiting for our house to be ready. And in the three weeks that I lived there, I did not touch any furniture. I went in and out. I tried to take care of their house. Even if I opened up the refrigerator, I would try to put the ketchup back exactly where it was because it's not my house. I didn't even, I didn't want to watch the television. I, I was, I was so grateful. They were very hospitable, but I just didn't want to mess with any of their stuff. So I'd get up early, come in late. I wouldn't rearrange anything. But the day that Renata and I got our own house, this is my house. I'm going to every, rearrange everything. So I'm going to make it to where it fits me. I'm putting up Oklahoma Sooner posters. Everything's crimson and cream. I'm going to make sure that this house fits me. Furniture's real short, right? Like, just let's get this right. You know, don't you hate those? All of you short guys, don't you hate those couches where you like sit all the way back and your feet don't even touch the ground? I, I hate those couches. I want it to fit me. What? Okay. Here's what happens. When we say yes, I want God, I want your word. We're saying, Jesus, I'm your dwelling place. Come dwell here. Rearrange my life. I I, I don't just pray a prayer and you don't have any authority. You have all authority. So I read the word of God and I'm your space. I I belong to you. Move it all around, God. 
I want my affections to be where you want them. I want the way that I talk to be like Jesus. Jesus, I want the way that I think. Oh, that's kind of taking an extreme. It'll save your life. I'm just telling you. How little can I see transformation in my life and try to hold on to a hope of heaven is... It's a miserable way to live. But I want to be transformed into the image of Christ, become like him, become a disciple of Jesus, and I have the hope of being with my friend forever and ever. Whoo, it'll save your life. And following Jesus can be the most fulfilling way to live. And I just want to invite you today, get a vision. Jesus, I treasure your word. I listen to it. When I gather in the congregation, it is my custom I come, what do you have for me today? If we've got one of the cool overseers that comes in and gives their best sermon and it's awesome. If we've got a youth pastor that comes in and says some really strange stuff sometimes. If we've got um, a, a famous speaker. If we've got David talking about Hello Dolly again. It, it doesn't matter the speaker. God, I want your word. I'm going I'm I'm to hold on to it. I'm going to treasure it. I want to get to where I love it. I quote it. It's like honey on my lips. I say it. I want it, God. And you will watch your life get transformed. I want to invite you. Here's the three things I encourage radiant people to do. I encourage you, one, if you can just go, if you, if you can get to where you have any kind of Bible reading plan, two, and, and that, if, sometimes that's five minutes. Great. But just start, just if you can get, even if it's just your daily verse, just my, even if it's daily, just start somewhere. Just I'm my daily bread, my daily manna. I want, I feast on this every day. Even if it's a small, just something, just something every day. And then I want to invite you every day if you can. And I'm dreaming of this. I dream of a church where in your, in your dialogue with God and prayer, you, you pray the scriptures. That's a lot there. I know that's a lot, but I got a dream. We work on this every August where you would have that time alone with God and you would turn not just head, but turn it to your heart and application. And then my dream is that you would show up on a Sunday and say, God, I'm hungry. And more than I'm hungry for brunch, which I know you are, I'm hungry for your word. And so those are the three things I would invite you to as a... <laughs> A radiant person, a radiator. I don't know. As a, that's a weird thing to say. I don't know. As a radiant, yeah, as us. This is us, right? Those three things. We bow your heads with me. If you would just say, God, I, I want to I treasure your word. Would you just place your hand on your heart today? Jesus, we ask that you would help us to treasure the word of God. Let it go deep. God, we need it. Our city needs us to be authentic disciples, God. The nations that have never heard, the people that are addicted and broken. So Jesus, use us. As, we just want to be an, an authentic church. Have your way in us, we pray. We pray that the word of God become a passion a root system 
embed it deep in our hearts, God. If you're in the room today or online and you want to be a follower of Jesus, you say, I want to follow him. He's worth giving all for. This isn't all that you say to God, but this is how you start your journey. Just between you and him, just say, Jesus, I give you my life. Save me. Change me. Make me a new person. I give everything to you today. prayed that prayer it's the beginning of a journey of following Jesus and I'd invite you to begin dialoguing with God studying his word getting connected to the people of God and grow and get closer and closer to Jesus God we love you today we honor you in Jesus name amen Hey, let's all stand together. If you made a decision to follow Jesus today, I'd encourage you to let us know, let someone on the prayer team know, or if you wouldn't mind, um, we have a QR code up here. You can take that uh, connection card, let somebody know. We wanna walk with you on the journey. Hey, I have uh, Tom Blasco serves as one of our trustees and we have a trustee board that helps oversee all of the finances at our church. I'm so grateful. Um, We had Scott Gilroy in the first service and Tom, come on over here, Tom. uh, Tom is an incredible follower of Jesus, an incredible leader, and he's just going to pray over our offering before we um, give. And I just, I just love it because you know what? I've been hanging out with these trustees more as we've been in this building journey. And I'm just telling you, this man has been an incredible gift to me. So thank you. Gift to me, brother. Let's pray the word as our pastor said. This verse came to me. But who am I? And who are my people that we should give anything to you, O Lord? Everything we have has come from you. Yeah. And we give you only what you first gave us. Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of your son, Jesus, resurrected, seated at your right hand. We acknowledge our giving as an act of worship, that all that we have and all that we are are because of you. It's come from your hand. We partner with you, God, but it's come from you. God, through these gifts, God, may people experience you, not religion, you, Jesus. May lost people be saved. May saved people be discipled. May discipled people be empowered. May empowered saints change our city, our nation, and our world, Jesus. God, God, as we sung today, you gave your life to love them, and so will I. Bless this now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So good.